0: Today's episode is dedicated to the life of Tim White and the life of David Hebner. Rest in peace.
1: Can't get enough wrestling talk? Well, check out
0: Ringside Rant with top guys RJ and Justin, the kings of ranting. The new shows drop each Friday morning at 9 Eastern, and it'll take you back to the good old days of pro wrestling, but also the not-so-good days. Ringside Rant is available on all podcast platforms, as well as full press coverage, Wrestling with Johners Network, and the Shining Wizards Network. You can also follow the show on Twitter at underscore ringside rent. It's ringside rent with RJ and Justin new shows drop Friday morning at nine Eastern. That's ringside rent with RJ and Justin. A couple of top guys doing top guy stuff. It's ringside rent with RJ and Justin new shows Friday mornings, at nine Eastern. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rand is with you this week. And introducing your host, he is Cincinnati's favorite son, J.D. Justin Davis. And from Rochester, New York, he is the man with the magical voice. Oh, and as always, welcome to Ranters Nation. Welcome back to the Ringside Rant. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is, oh, it's not Justin. Justin, you've aged overnight, my friend. <laughs> Obviously, guys, uh, Justin is uh, on location. He is on uh, assignment this week, uh, so I have the honor. Regardless, we're having the man, the myth, the legend come in. He streaks. He st- <laughs> he doesn't streak, of course. But see, I has- ain't telling you nothing anymore. You can't keep a secret. <laughs> well, well, there was that one night in Chicago. So, uh, <laughs> but he's the one. He's the only. He is the goose whisperer himself, Mr. Pondwater, Dave, Dave, what's up, man? Oh, morning. Good morning, RJ.
1: How are you today?
0: Oh, fantastic. I uh, actually, (laughs) peek behind the curtain, folks. We're recording on uh, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central time, Dave's time. And uh, it's been a long week. I've been on overnights all week. So I'm kind of catching up on sleep and I'm like, all right, you know, it's, we're recording a little bit later. It's not later to me, it's like nine, eight, because I'm up, you know, you same with you. I'm up at 4 30 every day for work, anyways. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to set an alarm. I went to bed at like 11 after SmackDown and what have you. I'm like, You know, what? I'm not going to set an alarm. I'll be up by like seven because the dogs will wake me up or a kid will wake me up or something. All right. Well, come 8 15 this morning, my son gets up. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Would you, which is fine. I'm like, I'd rather record in the morning. I'm like on that Conrad Thompson mentality. I'm like, Hey, let's uh, get the, get it, uh, get it early and get it uh, good.
1: Yeah. I, I wake up by myself. I mean, I went to, I went to about five 45 this morning and had to get up, but, but I, when you took, you said nine Eastern and for some reason, instead of being eight central, I went 10 central and then when you said I'm running late, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so am I, because <laughs> because if you wouldn't have said anything, I wouldn't log in until ten my
0: time. No, well, that's I'm like I'm like, uh, yeah, because usually when I have uh, when I know like especially with yourself being in Central Time but down there in Mississippi, I'm like, oh, I know I'll just do all Eastern and then we can do whoop and I hit the microphone and we do we do all that. But I'm like, you know what, nice time. I'm just gonna say Central this time and go from there. But it is what it is. We're here. And, uh, we're obviously we're missing Justin. Not really, but, uh no, he's actually out of town this weekend. So, uh, went from a three man booth to a two man booth a three man booth to a two man booth, booth. So it all works out. Uh, so King in the ring, 2002, Dave, uh, it's fun to go back. I watched this live. You watch it live. We watched it again. You watch it again. Uh, Steph card, honestly, if you look at it from the outside, looking at it.
1: Well, I mean, Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero go 17 minutes. How can that not?
0: Obviously, we'll we'll get we'll get into that. But were you really surprised that they went 17 minutes, Ric Flair in 2002?
1: I just, I guess we're so conditioned for shorter matches now that you just when you see a 17 minute match that kind of just stood out to me, but no, it really doesn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's short for flair, but yeah, I don't know why that, that they got that much time on a pay-per-view just kind of not that far down on a card surprised me. Right. I, I, that's, that was the one glaring thing.
0: But well, one guy that never goes short is Mr. Rich Paladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. It's the opening contest, Dave. This pay per view comes to us from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Cause, well, it's Ohio, so why not? Uh, we have a little bit over fourteen thousand fans in the stands, fourteen thousand one hundred ninety-eight to be exact. Dude, these are the days I miss this, man. I really do. Over, you're talking fourteen thousand fans. This is, I believe, this is in the Columbus Blue Jackets hockey arena. Yeah. Uh, it stuck out to me how hot the crowd was. Exactly. And it's, and, it, and more so in 2002, because we're at that era of, they're coming out of the, uh, uh, shoot, Monday Night Wars, going into kind of like that lull, where it's kind of ruthless aggression with, with Cena coming up on the other shows on SmackDown. And you're kind of seeing, okay, they're pl- trying to play the nostalgic uh, card with hogan on here you got um a flare coming back here in 02 so they're really trying to get a little bit of everything here and i absolutely love this this is really when i started revving up and watching literally i in 2002 i was literally watching every pay-per-view but
1: the yeah oh yeah we missed one and the uh, but when like i said when they came on and they were shooting around the the arena the signs the um the crowd noise—I mean, just mm-hmm. enthusiastic fans—and it immediately popped out to me that, oh yeah, I remember that. Because it's not—I mean, today you don't know, mm-hmm. you don't know. I mean, you kind of know they're piping it in, but there—that crowd was red hot. Uh, they even did a cutaway to the world, and that mm-hmm. crowd—that crowd was in there red hot, holding up, holding up res, uh, wrestling belts. Oh yeah. I mean it was it was a, a really neat lead in to to bring it into pay-per-view and then you know to kick the thing off with R V D and Jericho.
0: You can't get any better than that, seriously. I and I think from my understanding is rumoring innuendo has Rob Van Dam still wrestling. He's talk they're talking about him going to um I think he's wrestling at triple A or something tonight, allegedly, or there's rumor he's doing it.
1: Look at Chris Jericho, and when I looked at Jericho oh. and the ring. Jericho doesn't
0: look. Uh, Jericho looks almost as good as he did twenty years ago. He's probably in the best shape now than he was then. I mean, I, just from what he looked like the other night to what he looked like in that match, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. that
1: that that immediately triggered. Like, man, Jericho still looks because I mean, Jericho he 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 I, the man's my age. He's gonna, I mean, almost my age. He fluctuates, mm-hmm. but I mean, the other night. I mean, he's cut up again and when when jericho's motivated Mm -hmm. and he still performs that good right i mean but i mean over a 20-year span think about it i guess (laughs) if you want
0: to you want to brag about somebody look at rick flair (laughs) over a 20-year span sure sure and he's got that last match there in uh in nashville but uh yeah, it's it, it, interesting too. This is the King of the Rings semifinal match. They're doing this one, and then they're doing the one with between uh, Test and Lesnar right after this. But RVD is a, a crowd favorite here. He really is. He's really always been his whole career, whether it was here, ECW, uh, TNA, uh, his second run there in WWE. And uh, he defeated Eddie. Guerrero and Xbox pac to get to this point and Jericho defeated Edge and Belvenus going as the big Belvoski at this point uh,
1: what a great gimmick Oh, I love the Belvenus gimmick fit,
0: fit, oh my god that is one of even hopefully in the next coming weeks we'll get to his music as we're going to get to our uh, wrestling with music at the end of this show but dude just one of those iconic themes just to set you know really go along with that character
1: well, to reiterate what you said about RVD being over with, for so, and so many different crowds, mm-hmm. RVD's the reason that I gave ECW as big a chance as I did because I really wasn't into the. I'm not. I'm not a hardcore guy. I don't. Right. I like wrestling. I don't like. I don't like a lot of gimmicks. I mean, like ECW. I like. I like some rules. Every if there's no rules, then I think rules are important. Story, but but, but that being said. Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It made made me give ECW a chance, and then I got into the crazy craziness with Sabu and the and the um, and then the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I hated the Dudleys, but I'd never heard a heel on television mm-hmm. cuss out cuss out fans that way. I mean. Of course, I remember that when uh, my personal experience with Cocoa Ware. <laughs> when it was the PYT Express, it, they definitely did still. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, is that RBD's major appeal, the amazing things he could do, really appealed to me when that wouldn't have been somebody that I would have normally been drawn to at that time because that style of wrestling really wasn't what I was into. Yeah.
0: No, I get that. And it's just like he's Jerry Lawler's calling him the uh, evil Knievel when he does the somersault plancha, that being RVD. But it's just you're starting to see that. And I'm surprised he's gone this long with all the moves that he's done over his, the years he's wrestled, uh, you know, avoiding ma- Well, he's had major injuries, but just avoiding them as much as he has. Uh, but and I think it goes back to him, how he really takes care of himself, too.
1: Well, the flexibility.
0: Well, that too. And tell Anybody will tell you that
1: <laughs> stretching, being able to stretch, I mean, just for normal exercise. I mean, uh, when I started wrestling training, we did a lot of stretches. And um, the more flexible you are, I'm sure the easier it is. But all that high-impact stuff that he's done all those years has to take its toll.
0: Well, and I'm sure that's why your lovely wife married you, because you're so flexible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm only five foot six and i can't bend over and touch my toes
0: (laughs) well you can you can see your toes that's all that matters that i can (laughs) but rvd is going to advance here to the finals with a five-star frog splash one of the most iconic uh, moves of all time uh and uh you know jericho takes out rvd for good measure after the match to kind of put doubt in your mind as far as uh is he really going to be hundred percent going into this match against either Brock Lesnar or test? Uh, but we're also going to see Heyman backstage uh, with Lesnar saying that he's the next big thing. And he's the next King of the ring at this time. do you, it, It's funny to look back on it now and see the his, history of Paul, Paul Heyman and Lesnar, their history together and apart. We just saw Lesnar come back last night on SmackDown. As we're recording, Haman's there with Roman, dude. It's two of the better wrestling minds and rest, wrestling talent of all time. I think.
1: Well, Haman established Brock Lesnar is the next big thing, and mm-hmm. then they also booked Lesnar. I mean, Lesnar Lesnar brutalized The Undertaker, mm-hmm. brutalized Hulk Hogan, brutalized Ric Flair. And they all went out of their way to establish Brock Lesnar to be the monster that he is. He truly is. I and mean, even when you looked at him in 2002, look at his neck. It looks like his head's on a tree stump.
0: It still is. Shit. I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> Brock Lesnar is probably the most believable wrestler in history.
0: Oh, I, without question.
1: I mean, I can't even think, name one. I
0: mean, well, you can you, honestly. You, I, You could go to, like, a guy like a Randy Orton, too.
1: As a pro wrestler.
0: Oh, oh, as a pro wrestler. Okay.
1: I mean, yeah, as a pro wrestler, I'm I'm not talking about ability in the ring. But when you look at somebody with the sheer respect to know that that man can beat the compound dog crap out of you.
0: Okay, then, yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, Brock Lesnar is the most believable wrestler to ever step in the ring.
0: Well, and honestly, you could even go back to, um, this is going back in kind of your wheelhouse. God forbid, you know, he, he would be still with us and live, but Bruiser Brody. Yes. He, he, you were scared, of, like you are scared shitless.
1: Bruiser Brody, I never saw him as a heel in person and I, and he still made me nervous coming out slinging that chain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if, if you don't, uh, you don't give Pondwater Dave some flaming hot Doritos, he's going to turn into Bruiser Brody. In a uh, heartbeat. <laughs> Literally. And if, and if, when you do give it to him, you get heart, heart issues. Cause you eat all that crap. Uh, but you know, Lesnar goes through Bubba Ray Dudley, which was a fan. If you go back and watch it, we went through it this month, go back and watch the, when Bubba was a singles wrestler, some of the greatest work he's ever done because they're, they're that brand split. Um, and then Lesnar went through Bubba, as I mentioned, and Booker T uh, test, went through hurricane and horde Holly. Dude, there really wasn't any second-guessing this because everybody really thought, at least going back on and watching, you knew Lesnar was getting to the finals anyway. So this is kind of like, okay, let's kind of get this over with. This is an eight-minute match compared to the uh, the match before, which was a little over 14 minutes uh, as your opener. But was there really any question in your mind?
1: No, oh God. Did anybody think that normally did you think Tess was going to be Crash Holly? So you knew he wasn't going to beat Brock Lesnar. It was hardcore, Holly. Well, Either I'm just way. saying. No, I'm saying. <laughs> if, I'm saying if Test versus Crash oh. Holly was a matchup, oh. you knew right. Test was not going to beat Brock Lesnar.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. On paper,
1: on paper, it just it wasn't a matchup. You knew that that's a buy for Brock Lesnar. And no disrespect to Test, I mean, you just yeah. knew. I mean, that, no, I get it. I, I I know it sounded kind of harsh. But, no,
0: but I but everybody but everybody was thinking that too, and it's just kind of the same thing where, like you mentioned, it's just like with Lesnar, there wasn't really that years of dominance. It
1: had when to be every, a let me up. It's a yeah. let me up match after Jericho and RVD, which was
0: it was a banger of a match. It was a great way oh, to yeah. start, right? Uh, so it, it let me up. I kind of figured that was going to happen here between this match and the Cruiserweight match. So I got a question from uh, Devin Dowling. He says. And context to it, I'll tell you after this, but he says, My basement flooded again thanks to the tornado yesterday. What's the best way to get rid of water again? So, um, uh, Devin, the best way to get rid of water is move. (laughs) Um, So, a little context to this is if you listen to a past show, we had, I believe it was, I think it was during the winter, and we had a big thaw. And he lives, way east of me here. He lives out in, uh, we'll, we'll say if Justin lives in the hills of West Virginia, Devin lives in the hills of, uh, Northeast New York. Um, so he lives up towards like, um, like Potsdam and, um, uh, up though, kind of like Northeast towards Canada. So he gets all the bad weather and there was really bad weather here where a couple tornadoes not confirmed, but, uh, his basement floods all the time. Cause his basement literally is like his like foundations all messed up, I guess he said. So we were kind of making fun of him that he was uh, sifting out and suctioning out his basement for like two weeks straight. So.
1: I got a, I got a Southern question. Cause we don't have basements. Sure. Uh, do your basements have um,
0: pumps built in or do you have to? So this is the thing. Some of them, a... like, like some pumps you mean? Yeah. So ours does. I grew up with a sump pump in, in Buffalo. Where I grew up some, for whatever reason, some don't, but so, you know, but in that other aspect, some of me actually can go in and like the older homes don't have them, some of them. Mm. So you actually have to go in and actually have a, uh, like a concrete company come in and kind of like dig out a hole in the foundation or in the, in the um, floor of the house and put one in because you have to have something to get rid of the water okay um but for the most part most of them do yeah
1: well we're just first off i'm glad that Devin and them came through the tornado and scathed. i mean if all you got was some water then yeah you know but thank god you're not you know it could have been a lot worse and i'm glad they came through
0: yeah this was thursday day before day before yesterday this was thursday and uh we got i had a bunch of buddies that live it was more concentrated in southern new york and the southern tier and for us anyways and i'm sitting there i'm like holy crap you got you, it wasn't confirmed but you're talking tornadoes whipping apart trees trees across the uh you the, get the road um, but obviously there was a lot lot more devastation um than uh than we think but mm. something that uh Really building up on this card that was devastation was this cruiserweight championship match. Uh, two of the best workers of all time, I think, being Jamie Noble and the Hurricane, aka Shane Helms. Yes, and uh, you kind of throw a little curveball on there with Nidia. I love Nidia, man.
1: Jamie Noble them. and Nidia were excellent together.
0: They were, and and, and and rumor and innuendo has it is Jamie Noble. And Justin Davis are cousins. I, I I don't know if that's true or not. I have see
1: to. it. I Hunter cousins separated at birth.
0: Pretty much, they're <laughs> like they're, they're they're like brother cousins.
1: Oh man!
0: But yeah, man. I just you go back. I go back and honestly, do you remember the Young Dragons? Was it him? It was him and um, was it him and Kid Cash? No, him and Kid Cash were the Pitbulls in WWE later on, but. He was part of a the Cruiserweight division in WCW. Jamie Noble Jamie, was? Jamie Noble was, yeah. If you go back and watch it, I can't remember. I let me google it because I'm almost positive. I remember watching him as part of uh a uh there was like a little a tag team. Was that in,
1: like in 2000 at the end?
0: No, well, maybe. Cuz I want to say
1: when you had um Mac, um
0: he was part of late two thousands ninety nine. His first appearance it was in ninety nine. Uh, let's see here. Let me, I because I'm almost oh was it um, the young dragons? Okay, East, East Asian stable. I'm I'm on Wikipedia right now. I always uh, called them
1: the Jung the Jung dragons.
0: Yeah, because it's J U N G. Yeah, um, February of two thousand. <laughs> He was Jamie's son. He was part. Okay. Uh, he, he was, it was him, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, and, well, and Kaz Hayashi. We're
1: learning things today. We're learning about Sup Pumps and Jung Dragons.
0: Yeah. And they, de- <laughs> they debuted at New Blood Rising on August 13th, 2000. So, yeah, okay. you're right. So, you're right. I c- That's- and, yeah. And he was also. Uh, oh, okay. Nope. Okay. But they feuded with uh, three count. If you remember, three right. I'll,
1: d- I'll definitely remember three count. I love three count. Oh my I'm, God, such a, I'm such a fan of Gregory Helms, Shane Helms. Well, he's-, but the
0: th- he's just, you, one of those things, you still see him going now with being an agent or a coach or whatever the hell you want to call him in WWE. And, uh, and, and it's just not because a lot of people don't give him the just do because he had this hurricane character.
1: Is super creative
0: oh of course but there's only he, there's not very many people out there that can do this type of character like he can
1: i mean uh, i mean everything he did i mean the three count the three count they got it over mm-hmm. the hurricane he got it over and then the um, Ameri- american gringo mm-hmm. i mean and he got, and he went all in on being a heel on that, to the point where he didn't want any merch, because mm-hmm. he wanted to be committed to, to to being a heel. So I mean, and then I um, I had the privilege of sitting in a in, uh, in Charlotte with him at NWA Legends, mm-hmm. and we sat out in the lobby just talking one night, and well, I I, I, I mean we were out there with JJ Dillon. Um, and and Gregor Helms and uh, there was a few other people there, but just sitting there listening to them talk, mm-hmm. and it was just that the those creative minds going, and we were after till four thirty in the morning, just talking. I mean, to the point where even JJ was telling us how to get hot French fries <laughs> at McDonald's <laughs> in the middle of the night. So I mean, it's, I mean, it's that's a how, se- it's so secret I mean, from the road. I mean, yeah. I mean, but but what my point was is just that when you get to spend that kind of time with somebody and mm-hmm. you get to, and they, they, they just, they talk about angles and talk about things and you realize just how creative they are. And so I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of, um, fan of uh, Shane Helms. And then you put Jamie Noble with Nydia and well, it just got better. The more they turn that volume up on that.
0: But just, I, Look at her, look at her. But I think at this era, too, where I, I don't think it got over as much with the fans as it did with, you know, the hardcore fans as it did with these fans, because they didn't realize what they were watching. Because in this era, you didn't really have, quote unquote, the smart fans like you do now, where people will go back and watch their past stuff here. This is just the first time they're really seeing these two guys. Well, yeah, because... I couldn't have
1: told you. I couldn't have told you about Jamie Noble prior to this.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Because you didn't know because. These two guys specifically, too, is like you, you're talking about your southern southern talent, your wrestling talent, where some of these guys will go in ROH, these independents, and they're really making the name for themselves. They get thrusted on here. I just think, you know, I wish we would have seen the character of Gregory Helms here in 2002 instead of the Hurricane, because if you look at it, even nowadays, Hurricane gets a pop. When he comes back <laughs> at the Rumble, he gets a pop no matter what. And and honestly, you probably the same way with Jamie Noble too, because people, it's more so people respect them for their talent, for their in-ring work. uh, And that mindset, because I could even put these two guys, you know, in the same class of, you know, we talked, um, uh, Brian and I talked about with uh, Nick Aldis a few weeks back, I put him in the same category as these guys where I think a couple years down the road, you're, you're going to put Nick Aldis in that same character, in that same category, because you can talk about uh, wrestling and talk well, about, you know, out road stories. You can talk about this. You can talk about that because he's done it for so long and he's so damn good at it.
1: I'm going to counter you that I, I see what you're saying about Shane Helms, but he needed the hurricane in this time period, because yeah. look at all the, look at all the personalities Being the backstage reporter and the Hurricane mixed in there with Stone Cold and The Rock and Hogan, I mean Shane Helms being especially cruiserweight, just being Shane Helms was not going to get him noticed in that group.
0: Right, wrong, or indifferent,
1: but the Hurricane. I mean, think about it. He was even in the ring and puts the tries to double do the double choke on them on in, in, in the Rumble.
0: Yeah, and it got over.
1: Yes, and I mean, but, but I mean, even with The Rock, because I would Rock calling Hamburger.
0: The Hamburger, the Hamburger, yeah. yeah.
1: So I think Shane needed the Hurricane to stand out in this era, and then it's no fault of his, and, and he could hang move for move with any of those guys, mm-hmm. but he needed the Hurricane to make him stand out in 2002. And that's because he stood out as the hurricane for so long. That's what made the American gringo work when it worked.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I get that. Uh, But we're going to see, and he doesn't really need the championship here because we're going to see noble end up uh, uh, winning with a power bomb. And Nidia actually knocks his hurricanes foot off the ropes to make sure that her man wins uh, the cruiserweight championship. So all in all good match and great storytelling. Yeah. And that's that's something that this they these two guys do is they just tell good stories. Um, but our next match is uh, two guys that really always tell good stories is Ric Flair and Eddie Guerrero. Um, and it, it's just unreal. We'll talk give a little bit more time to this uh, before we get to our last couple matches here. But I was surprised to see how well Rick going first of all going 17 minutes in 2002 and it's just like holy crap and i think this and it, you got to give a lot of credit to flair for that but you also have to give an, a, a, an additive amount of respect and admiration to eddie for working with flair for 17 minutes oh yes and eddie
1: well i mean for one flair's Greatest of all time, but
0: Eddie Guerrero easily top ten. Oh, without question, I, I think he gets overlooked a lot. I really do, and it, and it's a shame that he does because when everybody and he talks about, um, you know, your Mount Rushmore's, you got Austin, you got Flair, you got Rock, you got uh Austin, you got Rock, you got Hogan, you got Undertaker. Eddie Guerrero is really gets overlooked, and that's really unfortunate because. Not only here in WWE, but you go back to 95, 96, 97, 98, before he makes that jump to WWE from WCW.
1: Well, you're talking about Mount Rushmore. When you put those guys on Mount
0: Rushmore, they drew the houses. Mm -hmm. But Eddie Guerrero entertained the houses. Oh, without question. And that goes, like I said, and that goes all the way back. Honestly, if you really want to think about it, go watch. If you can find it. Do you remember his, the, uh, was it the American Gringos with him and Art Bar?
1: I don't remember what they called it.
0: I think it was something. With yes, Gringos it was with Art Bar. Yeah. Yes. But his Mexico stuff, his Japan yes. stuff. Holy shit. Go, that was if early if, WCW stuff. I'm, I'm, well, it might've been. Cause I think Art Bar came over, but even his foreign stuff. Yeah. He was in Mexico with Art Bar. Cause I'm pretty sure he was down there in Mexico with Art Bar.
1: And I've recently watched a video and I th- it may have been tag teaming with Art Bar. They wore black masks.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: In Japan. Uh, it was really good stuff. Uh,
0: but he was I- even, t- Eddie was tiger mask in Japan.
1: I don't think he was tiger mask, but it was, you're you're close. You're close. And
0: was he a black tiger maybe, or
1: might've been, I- I'm embarrassed that I can't remember the name, especially as impressed I was with the work Uh but no, Eddie Guerrero, that's like I said, we put a lot of emphasis on that Mount Rushmore. But mm. when you think about it, who the people that drew the houses and the people that entertained you once you were there. That, that, I mean, if there was a you, you think that you might elevate the people that actually entertained you more. Because how many times did how many times did you go and no disrespect to Hulk Hogan, but you went Hogan drew the house. But every other match on the card entertains you. I know when my first time going to see WWF, when they went to Dallas, it was Hogan and the Iron Sheik, and you were all excited. Because right after Hogan beat the Sheik. But, you know, Hogan comes out, and it was kind of a thrill. But there were so many better matches on that card.
0: Yeah. No, so I did a little research. He was actually Black Tiger. So my yes. apologies. He well, was I remembered the
1: Black Mask.
0: Right. And I thought so, too. And I'm like, it was so common because he was in Japan from 92 to 96. Uh, and he was part, he was known as the second incarnation of black, black tiger. Uh, and he became a lot more popular when he won the 96 best of the super junior tournament. So that goes to show you that he goes, he's literally done it all. And, uh, he actually received a shot at the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, uh, the great Sasuke but he lost the match. So I saw well, a video
1: of Sasuke this morning where he was going to the, he was going out for his entrance and he had a, he had a, a woman carry a different woman, carry every one of his belts. So it was like oh, a yeah. caravan of caravan of pretty girls. And then Sasuke comes out behind him.
0: Well, you, you put him in the same category as the Ultimo dragon too, because he was a belt collector there in WCW because he had it all. Um, but if we talk about belts, we're probably going to be here forever. And yes. you know, we're in a time restraint with the, uh, with Dave. So, um, we, 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 we pay him by the hour. So, um, but, uh, Devin's back here with a question, which I think is a legitimate great question. So thanks, Devin. He asked, uh, what was the better match between Eddie and Eddie and Eddie and Rick this match here or the match from hog wild 96, which if you remember hog wild was the one that was outside there at, uh, Sturgis, which that was a fantastic match too. I, me personally, Dave, I like this match believe it or not in 2002 because Eddie was a lot more proven at this time in 90 in 2002, where he could actually work a lot better. Not to say he worked bad in 96, but he's developed himself. He he had, he's had that, he would have that feud there with Ray. He would have the feud with Dean. He would come over and jump with the, uh, the radicals in 2000 uh but still two great matches. Yeah,
1: I mean, of course you had the you had Benoit and Bubba, yeah, in the mix on this one. Sure, but you might. I'm trying to remember that match with from that match with the in '96 just stands out. that I know I'm trying to remember. I know I enjoyed
0: it. Oh, I did too, because I went back and I, I watched, and I, I was kind of surprised right that
1: Rick was working with Eddie. That's why I remember it so much.
0: I think that was when, um, the, I think flair didn't, I'm almost positive. I got to look it up again because I, it's going to bug me if I don't know it. Um, I gotta be, I gotta be spot on, uh, with these, uh, with these questions because I'm almost positive flair was the, uh, us champion at this time, or one of them was us. No, flair,
1: I think. I think Eddie was the didn't Flair no, win the U.S. championship Blair, in that match? No,
0: Flair had the U.S. champion, he was a U.S. heavyweight champion taking on Eddie Guerrero. Hogwild 96 match went about 14 minutes, 17 seconds. This was the uh match where Hogan beat the giant for the title, and but didn't had,
1: Flair? But I'm trying to think, didn't Flair? no flair beat conan for the title didn't he Mm -hmm.
0: he beat be yeah 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 yeah. which was another good match if you want to go back and watch another good match go watch anything with conan and flair because that was just it was unreal um but yeah so a little context to that that was in august of 96 at sturgis north dakota uh but yeah that i i would really either match seriously dave is uh i think it's two different
1: well yeah flair was the Flair was clearly the more established 96. Oh, yeah. In, t- in 2002, Eddie was, Eddie was really going strong. And, and Flair was having to rely more on his tactics. And then, that, of course, the outside interference.
0: Well, I think it's different than the expected In 96, Flair was the man. There was no beating Flair in 96. Right. 2002, Eddie was the man. Yes. Flair was kind of one of those guys. And not to dismiss any, either one of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it to say that, but it's two different ends of the spectrum where Eddie was getting help from Flair in 2002. Flair was getting help from Eddie. And I think they worked so well together because of 96 right. in 2002 here. And I think that's why, one of the main reasons why they could go 17 minutes is because Eddie was so damn good. And so was Flair. Yes, and I'm like, a little I'm like, dude, we're we're talking about his last match here in Nashville, that being Flair. Can you imagine? And I, I'm so this I I'm upset that it's not couldn't happen. But can you imagine if Eddie was still alive today and still going, the match he could have in 2022? Oh yeah, definitely. Ten years or twenty years after this match, holy shit. <laughs> You know, if
1: if yeah, I mean, if if he was still healthy, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, because, but I mean, Flair had a plane crash, and he's going at seventy three. So Eddie having car crashes may may not have slowed him down later in life.
0: Yeah. So Rick Flair is actually going to beat Eddie Guerrero here, seventeen minutes, like we mentioned, uh, just to move a little bit quicker to get to our last couple matches here. We're going to have our women's match after this, uh, Molly Holly defeating Trish Stratus to win the women's championship. Uh, five minute match, Dave. So you, you really know, you see how the they thought of the women's division here, and uh, rightfully so, right? Because I mean, now, such
1: a- I mean, Trish, Trish, and Molly were two of the best of that of that time. Oh, of course. But women's wrestling then was not like women's wrestling now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were going to come out and get their stuff in. You, Trish, was going to bend over backwards. I mean, it's. But it was, it, it, was eye, it was eye candy. It was an well, eye course. candy match. Right, right. It, but, but with Molly being the better wrestler in the ring at the time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, Molly was a wrestler. Trish was a diva. And, and Trish applied herself and became very, very good in the ring. So right. I'm, not, I'm not disparaging her, but I'm saying in 2002, yeah. it was like oh. um, JR says, competitive tens.
0: Well, exact- oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, so we're at our next match. I want to get to this because I really enjoyed this match. Believe it or not, was uh, the battle of the real Amer- the real American heroes in Hulk Hogan because Vince McMahon told him he was going to be an American hero. According had to completely forgot
1: that Hogan tapped. Me too. I, but I,
0: I, you're looking to uh, Kurt Angle. if You ask anybody. Kurt Angle is my favorite wrestler of all time. All time because I've I've literally. There's not too many wrestlers I can say that I saw them come into the company and I saw them leave the company. Kurt is one of those guys. You're going to see him uh, get his head shaved at Judgment Day by Edge in a hair versus hair match. And then Hogan would drop the title to The Undertaker uh, due to interference from Vince McMahon. So a little set up the context to this. Later on, we're going to see eventually Hogan versus. mcmahon at wrestlemania 19 in a in a match
1: but you you know for all the criticism hogan Hogan takes for oh that doesn't work for me brother um think about it hogan's putting over kurt angle by tap out
0: you don't that never happened that never happened
1: hogan put over brock lesnar and was a bloody mess Mm -hmm. yeah i mean hogan hogan did business i mean he takes a lot of crap for what he didn't do. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, he doesn't get credit for what he did. He did. He put over, he made Goldberg. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Goldberg is climbing the ladder, got him where he needed to be, and Hogan put him over the hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I uh, and I mean, so when it when so Hogan, for as much crap as he takes, let's let's also, I mean, because immediately I thought, man, Hogan tapped to, to the ankle mm-hmm. lock. Yeah, Hogan tapped to the ankle lock,
0: but he but but just selling it. Angle's te- Angle is telling the story where he picks apart the ankle, picks apart right. that leg, and Hogan just goes and takes it there because he knew how to sell it. He knew how how to work. Angle was the in ring technician. Hogan is a storyteller. You get you get those two combinations going, you're gonna have a banger of a match, and like you said, Hogan does not get his just due what he did do and i guarantee
1: you at 18 when him hit when he was in the ring with the rock and they were standing there looking at the crowd and and, and just for as long as that went
0: mm-hmm.
1: i guarantee you hogan was telling rock wait for it just keep wait
0: just wait oh i guarantee you because i guarantee
1: you i guarantee you rock did, was not did not have the ring awareness yet and was probably wanting to rush that to, to go to get into the action yeah. And Hogan probably sat there and told him, wait for it. Let's wait.
0: Yeah. I mean, Could you just wait for those pops of those fans? You really do. You have, we You have to, and he knew
1: let's let, let, let them keep going. Let them keep because, going
0: because without that, I don't think we'd see Hogan here in 2002. I really don't because in WrestleMania yeah. 18, I don't think we would have seen the resurgence of the red and yellow yeah i mean title again and they even put
1: a title on him again
0: yeah granted obviously like you said that's to put over lesnar is that that best heel and you can even say the same thing when undertaker came into the company in the early 90s hogan put undertaker over by dropping the title to him
1: yeah you know obviously
0: obviously they were trying to play the story of flair and hogan but still
1: well and hogan and to but but but, then, on the other side of the coin, I was taken up for hogan hogan after after that with the undertaker
0: mm-hmm.
1: said that undertaker undertaker dropped him, and which video yeah. video clearly shows he didn't yeah, so I mean that so the the reputation was earned
0: mm-hmm.
1: but but doing business he 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 was a professional at the end of the day
0: mm-hmm. Oh a question. But, yeah, it's just – you see Hogan tapping out to the ankle lock here, man, and it goes to show you what they really think of Angle at this time because Hogan never did that. Hogan didn't do a lot, like you said. He didn't do a lot unless he really believed in you, whether it be Lesnar or Angle or Hogan – or excuse me, Hogan, or Undertaker. Uh, Triple H, he did that for too. Um, If he didn't believe in you – He wasn't going to do shit for you. And I, and I get that. And same. with like you said, with, um, with Goldberg, if he didn't believe you could do it, he wouldn't do it. And it it goes to show you, especially in this point at the, at this point in the match, in the pay-per-view. Um, so we got two more matches on this card, uh, Dave, we got the King of the ring final here with Lesnar taking on RVD, um, Devin's back with another one. Is do you think uh, RVD was the correct man here to face Lesnar in the finals?
1: In 2002, I absolutely do. Yeah.
0: Um, I, even, but do you think it was the right um, right length of bench? We're talking almost five and a half minutes, just under five and a half minutes. I think that's a perfect, perfect amount of time to get Lesnar over. Yes. And because, without Barry, And without burying RVD. Because keep in mind, guys, too. Lesnar, last last week, we talked about McMahon saying that the winner of the King of the Ring tournament will get an automatic title shot for the heavyweight championship at SummerSlam. So this is setting up, a little context, I'd have to look at our schedule, but I don't know if we're going, I think we're going over to 2002 SummerSlam. This is setting up Brock Lesnar versus The Rock for the Undisputed Championship, which are then a little you know, spoiler alert: Lesnar would beat The Rock for the title to become the youngest heavyweight champion of all time until Randy Orton did it later on. Um,
1: I don't think it was. It wasn't undisputed at the time.
0: Yeah, it was. Did in two thousand two, in some at Summerslam, was
1: that was Brad was Brock Lesnar's first reign, right?
0: in, in two thousand two, yeah,
1: yeah, because Brock Lesnar won the championship. Oh, that's why they split it. That's why they split it. It was the Undisputed Championship. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because yeah, they, when Stephanie took him to SmackDown and he said he wouldn't come to Raw to defend right. it, then it became disputed. And that's when Bischoff mm. showed up with the big gold.
0: Big gold. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that would come. That was actually in uh, New York, or Rob, yeah. sort of. Nassau Coliseum. Yeah,
1: you're correct. I, I got, I got confused. Man, I'm having senior moments left and right.
0: Well, you're not that old, you know, you got to have, you got to, you got to, you got to take another. It out. It's, sl-
1: it's, it's not the years. It's the miles, RJ.
0: That's what she said. Um, But uh, yeah, Devin, I really think RVD was the right guy. Cause it really wasn't, I don't think unless you put honestly, if you, unless you put Eddie in this cat in this spot for RVD and put RVD against flair. No, you don't think so?
1: No, I think this is perfect. I think five minutes established that RVD tried to do throw everything he could at, at Brock and Brock bulldozed him. I mean, and there's no shame in that because Brock bulldozed everybody.
0: Right. And also the, but he didn't do it
1: so fast. I mean, if he'd gone out and he, I mean, we've seen Brock squash guys.
0: Like He did that to uh, what uh, Owens, I believe, or somebody did. It, it might've been Goldberg that did it to Owens.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm saying Brock, Brock had a match and it was over like that. I mean, AJ's the only one Brock's worked with. He was squashing everybody else recently.
0: But oh yeah, yeah, without question.
1: But, but what he- I'm saying is five minutes established, you didn't you you didn't hurt R V D beating him in five minutes, not by Brock Lesnar.
0: Well, because R V D was so over, like we said in 2002 and i think he still is too i think any era that he was really in we, he was over um but i well, before we get to our main event here dave i wanted to bring something up to you is you're starting to hear you know a little goldberg chance here during this match throughout this match and going forward do you think it was more of the fact of they're comparing goldberg to lesnar or do you think it was just the fact of they thought that goldberg was going to get into the company at this time
1: i think the word had been out that um the contract, the Turner contract was up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think, I think that's what it was, is that now it's the anticipation that Goldberg, Goldberg coming in would be next. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was being reported on the internet Mm -hmm. that they were in talks that that his payout, that his payout was over. Sure.
0: No, I get it. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that because I knew it was right around that time where I thought the, the, the the Turner contract was up uh, for Goldberg, but, um, so we are at our main event here, the undisputed WWE championship. Your champion, the undertaker taking on triple H, uh, you know, previous year at two uh, WrestleMania 17, the undertaker and uh, triple H would fight each other uh, and extent to extend undertaker's nine or WrestleMania record to nine and all when he defeated Les or uh, triple H one so of these the best matches are, on uh, that card, you know, it doesn't get enough credit. It is
1: not it, WrestleMania Seventeen gets Crowley credit for being the greatest WrestleMania, but they don't talk about that Triple H Undertaker match, right? And I I don't know why because I think it's probably the best of all of them.
0: Oh, by far! You know, you see that I'm actually when we're done recording, I'm actually going to go watch that because I really want to watch that again. Uh, they so, caught up in the crowd.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can remember I was I was there and I remember seeing them. They kind of got up on a on a camera stand, if I'm not mistaken. It was a camera stand or a light stand, kind of away yeah. from the ring. It, it, was,
0: it was like the um, like the the camera tower.
1: I'd be interested to see if they still show Motorhead playing Triple H to the ring.
0: I think they still do. I think they still do. That was I, our. I know, that I was know our celebrity
1: is. for WrestleMania 17 was Motorhead.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Better than Limp Bizkit. I'll tell you that much. Uh so. To set up this match, you know, they're really going to start costing each other matches, title matches, you know, really starting this feud. And I think they really complemented each other very, very well. Um, You know, Undertaker being, you know, the American badass at this time. Um, My least
1: favorite version of the Undertaker.
0: eh, mm, It's up for debate.
1: He was D.O.A.
0: You think so? Put yeah. them
1: on a motorcycle. That's what first thing I think when you ride a motorcycle DOA. in the ring.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people in two thousand two didn't know what DOA was, unless unless, unless they go back and look at look it up.
1: Yeah, I'm okay. just saying that. I, I,
0: and I know what you're saying, but it's just I. And that's not. And I'm
1: not knocking the Undertaker. I'm just saying it was still he still pulled it off. I mean, yeah. Then they did some with the motorcycles and stuff. I just, for me, uh, I like the. I like the dead man.
0: No, I do too. I really do. Uh, but we're really going to see, we're going to see Hammond on, on, on commentary here with Jr and Lawler to really give the presence of Brock Lesnar, because they're, they're setting up that title match at SummerSlam. So you got the champions here. You might as well get, you know, the next, uh, next challenger out there. So, uh, it's just, it's really setting up. Well, it really is. We're going to see a ref bump here from Earl, um, which I wanted to, obviously a lot of people know that I'm part of uh, reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Uh, We just uh, news broke yesterday about the passing of Dave Hebner. Uh, So really send out our condolences. I sent out uh, messages over to Brian to extend it as well. Um, You know, I knew a little bit more of the inside of it than some, some, some of you, uh, obviously, but um, you know, just thoughts to the Heppner family for that.
1: Well, Dave had been sick for a while, hadn't
0: he? Yeah. He had, uh, I believe it was Parkinson's. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he suffered from a little peek behind the curtain. Um, I, and, and, and I'm not saying it because I know it's public knowledge because it's out there. Yeah. Um, He had Parkinson's and um, suffered from dementia as well. Um, oh. and, uh, just, I, it, it was definitely sending prayers day. to the family. It was, it's, it's a tough time. And I know Brian is, uh, traveling to, uh, Nashville for his, uh, his last full-time gig there with, uh, impact tomorrow night. At I like Central to think
1: Street. of Dave Hebner as the NWA referee.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and go back. I, I ended up posting stuff too. Of go back, watch the uh, main event uh, with, between Hogan and Andre when the switch happened between him and 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 Earl. That was I still say to this day that was the best wrestling angle of all time.
1: Yeah, because I didn't know there was a difference. I knew there was a Dave Hebner and Earl Hebner, right. and I just thought they worked for different companies by different names.
0: Right, right.
1: For some reason, yeah. I didn't realize they were twins.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We're gonna see a lot of you know shenanigans here. Rock's gonna come out. Um, he's gonna get taken out um, uh, by Triple H. So there's a lot of, like I said, shenanigans going on during this match. Nick Patrick's gonna call come out and uh, come out for the near fall, but Undertaker's gonna take him out. So they're really, in they're context,
1: being- I believe Nick Patrick was. Was Nick Patrick back on being a hill referee at that time?
0: I'm pretty sure. Because this was like right after that the Alliance. angle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Undertaker is then uh taken out by the rock. So it's really setting up this rock and Undertaker angle going forward. Um, because you know, Rock made his presence felt this past week on television, and uh no coming back and whatnot so it's really setting up this rock and undertaker match here's an interesting thought
1: let's say they didn't put the title on the rock for brock lesnar to beat an undertaker went in mm-hmm. could you 100%. imagine the undertaker making rock i mean undertaker making brock as champion and then all those years later would it have had the same impact if brock when brock into the streak
0: see i don't i don't think i think it they did it the right way. They did. I get. I get what you're saying, Dave. I'm saying if it I had been Undertaker and he beat the Undertaker in 2002, I don't think we would
1: have seen him beat beat him for the streak. Beating the streak would not have been as impactful.
0: No, it wouldn't because he beat him for the title. I don't think. And he, and he had beat and he had beat Undertaker before mm. on television on SmackDown. Right. So, but I, I, but I don't think it would have been impactful to to agree with you on that. I don't think it would have been an impactful. Right, the streak at WrestleMania. Could it have happened? Sure. It would just have been one more notch on the belt. For but Lesnar. in
1: 2002, they weren't thinking about the streak. So I'm oh, just no. saying. Oh
0: God, no, God, no. But no, but
1: no. but in hindsight, if you were looking at that going to that matchup and you knew that he beat him in 2002 for the title, it's not unthinkable. And I mean, it's not like you didn't think that Brock Lesnar wouldn't have a chance if anybody did. But
0: sure. But no, but, I, we, I but we were all shocked. Oh yeah, I think it would have, I, I think it still would have happened, but I still, like you said, I don't think it would have gotten as much of an impact. Right. Um. So overall we're going to see the le- letter, uh, excuse me. We're going to see undertaker beat triple H here setting up. Like I said, this rock versus undertaker match coming up soon. Um. Overall, Dave, how, what did you think of this pay-per-view? I thought it was pretty solid. I'd give it the, uh, I'd give it three and a half.
1: We'll, we'll go with my jar rating. I give it there three you. and a half, three, three and a mouthful jars.
0: <laughs> So I'm gonna No 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 it's 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 a solid four jar four jar outing I'm not gonna be like Meltzer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna isolate three and a half or three three and a mouthful jars. I'm gonna isolate that and that'll be I'll I'll make ringtones and everything. We'll we'll make money for you, a little bit more money for you, Dave. With that.
1: You want me to send the graphic with the three three in the mouthful?
0: (laughs) 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 I got a picture of all the jar ratings. (laughs) No, of course you of course you do. but professional Rippy? podcaster. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> coming soon to a, coming soon to your ear, ear, ears all near you. Um, hey, the let's... other day, the other day on Ask Conrad, he had a
1: question from Adam Arpin about when is Palmwater's playhouse going to premiere since there's no more Sad News Bears. And he said, he said, Palmwater, we have a request. And I'm taking that as a green light. I'm working. I'm working on the format.
0: There you go. Hey, if you need help, I know a guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I'm sorry. All I think I, I think Waters playhouse. All I think is Wee's playhouse. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I know
0: you got, you got to have, but that's the thing. I'm like, but that, you're going to have that with anything you do though. You're going to have the c- comparisons, even though it's going to be uh, completely different. Um, but let's welcome in Elijah right now to hit the button for wrestling with music. Having two successful podcasts, having a job that I'm up for at 4.30 in the morning, having a family, having a 10-year-old son that I want to go outside and play ball with each and every day. I needed a lot of energy and I wanted to stay fit at the same time. And I really didn't want to take, you know, this pill or that pill or all these different pills that'll cost me hundreds of dollars. But thanks for a great new sponsor ag1 by athletic greens i don't need to do any of that just with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals and whole food source superfoods as well as probiotics to help you start your day right this is a special blend of ingredients to support your gut health your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, and you recover and you focus so much better with AG1 from Athletic Greens. And the best part about it is it costs you less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements from the store, all these different pills. It is just simply fantastic. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health And arm your immune system with confident daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks to our friends over at athleticgreens.com. That's good musical. Let me hear your body talk. Dave, so this is your first edition of being part of Wrestling With Music, Uh, so basically what we're doing, I told you a little context to it, we're trying to get to 100, so we actually have four editions this week to Wrestling With Music, we're actually at 74, so we're getting close to 100, thank God, because I know a lot of people have their own versions of uh, their top, uh, their Wrestling With Music list, so. And while we're talking about
1: wrestling with music, I need to I need to voice a complaint by our faithful listener, Uh-oh. one one Eddie Prather. He is very very disappointed in your placement of Bad Street USA at twenty one, and I mean I got to agree with Ed. That's a top five. That's a top five wrestling thing, without doubt. But he right. had a strongly strongly worded complaint. Pointing oh. out that that you and Justin have no clue
0: what y'all are doing when it comes to wrestling games. Well, keep in mind, all these lists are very subjective. It all depends. Everybody has their own opinion, and you everybody's entitled to their own opinions. However, if you go and and our main crux of why it is where it is, yes, it's impactful. Yes, we agree that it is a very good theme. Yes, we agree on everything like that. Well, let's let's talk but. about the top five.
1: Okay. Steve Austin, yeah, whether it's number one or not, we're just going to talk top five.
0: Yeah,
1: the glass breaks, you know. And mm-hmm. I just, I mean, even when the glass breaks today, I get chill bumps. Mm-hmm. I call them chill bumps because I'm having problems with geese and I'm not putting them over. Um, <laughs> Randy Savage, Randy Savage still gets played at everybody's graduation. Mm-hmm. The NWO, I mean, the greatest wrestling theme taken from a porn movie of all time. The Undertaker, The Gong. Okay, that's iconic. I guess you could go with Brett. I might... So your top five... I would put Bad Street USA at number five out of all of those. Because of my fandom and how... impact. I mean, to this day, they can still play it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Michael Hayes' song. But... But I know with Brett the guitar. Yeah, I mean, so you yeah, you know it's Brett. So I'll, we'll, we'll. demolition. Come on, here comes the axe here. Harlem Heat. You that you, you identify it? But song sucks. I couldn't tell you a Jake Roberts theme. I couldn't hum a few bars. So why Bad Streets not in? Ric Flair. 2001 Space Odyssey. I would argue that Flair could probably be number two, if Savage is number two. But it definitely, I think that might be one that would replace the top five. Plus, Ric Flair is greater than Bret Hart. Um, Triple H, the game. I'd actually listen to that song on my on my playlist. So. I mean, you got a solid top 10. I, I'd make a strong argument that Bad Street could fit in there. And if I had to remove one, I would probably remove Jake Roberts. Um, on a personal note, just because I don't like the Harlem Heat song, Harlem Heat, but it's, you know, um, I think the Horseman thing's a little high on your list. And I love the Horseman, but, I mean, the horse is clomping and the – And the guitar solo, Um, Dusty. Is that the? American. Okay. Okay.
0: And then Uh, Kyle Bell.
1: Man, John Cena at 14. You got so many of them that you could put, you could, I mean, you you could. You can
0: interchange them so much. So, like I said, that's why this is so a subjective list. But like I said, the main reason, I can't speak for Justin because he's not here, but for me anyways, when you think of the theme, it, it, it's something if you hit a couple first bars and you know what it is, okay, it's big. Yes. You know, Harlem Heat, you hit that. <laughs> so you can even go to the same thing with Demolition. Dun 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 dun. You know what I mean? With Bad Street USA, that's the only thing that I have a gripe with. is like you go, well, but how- it's, like, it's like family feud. You go, like, survey says you go to 10 people. I don't think I, I less than half of you ask 10 people. The nominees are this? showing
1: the nominees are showing their age.
0: It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: The nominee for me and Ed, I mean, when I hear Iron Man
0: right. to this
1: day, when I hear Iron Man, I picture the road warriors busting exactly. through the curtain, hitting the ring and destroying somebody.
0: So yeah. I would automatically think that LOD would go up higher. Right. Um well you can hit Lagrange La with the von Eriks. Yes. You know, so it's all, like I said, it's all subjective depending on and like I said, it's nothing personal. It really isn't. But oh I know, and, ranks, and, 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 and and I try
1: to tell Ed that it's just it's, it's it's the it's the people that are voting are showing their age.
0: Yeah.
1: If you you're gonna if you took 40 45 up, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, 40 up mm-hmm. poll. Versus a twenty a, a, a twenty to forty poll, right? It's good. Now that list is going to look completely different.
0: Now, like I said, I I know Bad Street USA just because I know of uh, of Michael P. S. Hayes. I I know the Freebirds, so I know what that theme is, and I think that played into it. Why it's so more? It's I think twenty like, and that's why it's at twenty one because it's so so good. Because you know, if 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 not, if we didn't know what it was, it would been a, it would have been farther back. I really do. And like I said that's, that, that's me of course But with that being said We're going to add my pick this week um, Is a man that uh, You said you didn't dig his character But You're going to pay Dave Love that song love. Oh, yeah. I, l- I love that fame. You you yeah. Big evil. That's what it was. It wasn't the dead man. It was big evil. <clears throat>
1: and while it wasn't one of my favorite gimmicks, he does look like a total badass.
0: Oh, yeah. But, I, but a lot of people will say that this is the real Undertaker. This is Mark Galloway. Because this goes back to when he was... Uh, Oh, what the fuck? oh shoot, in WCW, mean Callis. All right, we're gonna so we're gonna bring this down. Good choice, RJ. I, I- go big or go home, man. That's all I got to say. Go big or go home. <laughs> so, with that being said, I honestly, and you, you can have a lot of say in this too, Dave, because you're here and Justin isn't, so we can go suck an egg. Um, seriously, man, I. I would put it just under Bad Street USA. At at twenty-two, right up right above gold dust. Maybe, maybe at twenty-four underneath Mr. McMahon. I don't know. You
1: know the one that's glaring to me on this list being at fourteen. Cena?
0: does that not higher? Because you gotta look at what's above it though. That's a problem. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know. I honestly okay. li- we, we, but we, as far as the undertaker you're gonna pay i could you could, on i don't think it can go above 21 at bad street in the usa yeah uh, I, I like i said i gold dust is good mcmahon i honestly i could even put it above mcmahon at 20, 20 to, uh, three. no
1: i definitely if you're gonna put it below bad street it's better than gold dust song you think so yeah. I, think, I think it should go higher, honestly. I might actually put that number 11. Undertaker? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: no, see, I'm going to get a lot of shit for it, but... How about we put it at 12, right above Dusty, or 13 above Dusty, excuse me. Okay. I, Justin's going to give me shit because he's a huge fan of the Dusty theme, and I, rightfully so, but... Um... Uh, he's gonna get. I'm gonna message him right after this. Dave, Dave, Dave made sure I put the Undertaker above Dusty.
1: I tried to put the Undertaker above Razor Ramon.
0: I just, uh, that, but that's the era I grew up. Like, like you said with Bad Street in the USA, Dave. I feel the same way about Triple H. I feel the same way about Razor Ramon because you hear the squeals squealing, the wheels squealing. Excuse me. Yeah. You think of Razor Ramon. because every kid growing up in the early, mid nineties, like myself, we walked out like razor Ramon. I still do to this day. In
1: this (laughs) era, in this era, we were bowling, we were bowling on leagues Mm -hmm. and my bowling team was Wolfpack. Yeah. And we started bowling on Monday natural leagues. Sure. So uh, when they put, they put natural up on the, on the screen while we were bowling, but this went on and I can remember I can remember um, turning to our when we were bowling with people that we were really good friends with and saying, You've done it now, you've gone and made a yeah. big mistake, and then go up and throw a strike. <laughs> I mean, we used to turn around, we do the whole buff dance. We do the buff dance back, we do crotch chops. We it was so much fun with wrestling and bowling intertwined.
0: Sure.
1: So when you played that song, that's the first thing I thought of is singing that to our, singing that to an opponent.
0: There you go. Uh, so, Dave, you brought in a theme this week, and believe it or not, folks, it's not a Von Eric theme. Dave, no. introduce your uh, theme this week, and I'll start playing it.
1: I was watching uh, AEW this week, and, you know, the even my wife has said that she likes that AEW uses the music like for Jungle Boy and, um, mm-hmm. and Moxley, but... I heard Tony Storm's theme, and it stuck out to me. It actually reminded me of Barracuda by Hark. And, uh, and uh, that's what I'm going to put on the list. I mean, it's a really, really good entrance song.
0: So let's hit it. Yep.
1: It might be my favorite theme song on AEW right now. Yeah, which was previously held by FTR with their Midnight Express tribute.
0: Yeah. All right, so we're gonna bring that down. So and like let's face it, it, Tony and Tony Storm ain't bad to look at either. Uh, freaking goddamn you, Juice Robinson. Um, but he's a legend, and everybody off clap
1: for golf clap for Juice Robinson.
0: Yeah, and he's part of the damn Bullet Club now, son of a bitch. <laughs> Speaking of Bullet Club,
1: Ace Austin is part of Bullet Club. Now. Oh my God. That is a I am a
0: huge, huge yeah. Ace Austin fan.
1: Coming to West Monroe, Louisiana
0: for is Bayou really? Independent Wrestling in July. Are you going to are you going to it? I'm refereeing it. You are? Hopefully. Yeah. I hope I get that match. Oh, dude. I saw him at Rebellion when he won the X Division Championship. And I actually peeked behind the curtain. I actually met him after the show with Brian. One of the nicest dudes outside of the ring. One of the nicest dudes.
1: I'm, I'm excited that he's coming. I was excited that he was coming in before, but now that he's bullet club. Yeah. And uh, I've got a lot of, I've got, this is probably going to be my biggest year for refereeing.
0: Well, good. good. My, my yeah, hall, after, of, after. hall of Famer that is.
1: And having having the having the best the best time this year yeah I mean so now, take, now you're now taking you're that taking that break taking that break and coming back I've you missed it you missed it and I' and I'm on some really really good shows good events I don't like to call them shows I like to call them events
0: premium events
1: <laughs> no just an event yeah yeah I you know, want to see I a know. show you want to see a show watch wrestling on Monday Wednesday and Friday but we're doing events. And and, and, and and I mean I work for Bayou Independent Wrestling. I work for Battle Zone Wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a new promotion that I'm I'm gonna start with. Um I'll have to get the name of it. I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna do a couple shows for them in October. Mm-hmm. Uh promote an old old school promoter. I'm excited to work for him. Um and then um uh, I'll be refereeing in uh, Nashville mm-hmm. for Black Label Pro, GCW, and Jim Crocker. Oh, dur-
0: oh, first during StarCast? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good deal. Con- you, you might know a guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that, Dave, I, let's try to rank this because I, if you're looking at the screen right now, I'm at 29 with uh, RVD, a little bit more iconic. Um, this. Potentially could go higher. I, this can go, honestly, Dave. It can go anywhere from 30, in my opinion, can go anywhere from 30 to probably 23. Mm. I think. I may be wrong, but that's subjective. Or do you think I, think could, I would go lower? Looking at who we got. Ah. Uh, I might go, I might put it at 32. Right above Sid? Right above Sid. That makes sense. I can get with that. Even with the Dudleys, I, I just totally overlooked them. I'm sorry. Dudleys are, I can get with that. I totally overlooked the Dudleys and I'm like, I saw them right there.
1: But whoever came up with her song, kudos to them.
0: That's that such I good music. That. It is Susie Mojo. So That's go, awesome. Go, Throw that in your Google machine and, uh, check her out just in case, just in case we get an issue with copyright. We actually gave her a shout out and gave her props. So you know. there you go. Um, so now we're actually going to go to, um, two of our additions to the, uh, list this week, uh, that we're calling everybody out, hit us up on Twitter at underscore ringside rant, DM me your picks. Uh, We got two new additions this week. Um, Our first one's going to come to us from Adam from Bama. Um, He gave, Dave, I shit you not, I asked, I messaged him. I message him on a daily basis usually, but he gave me like a list of like six people. I'm like, dude, just give me one. (laughs) And uh, he actually gave me a current guy. Actually, we just saw him last night on SmackDown. You might as well just take a seat at the head of the table.
1: what they're doing it's a good thing mm-hmm. i look at themes as two kind of ways does it fit the wrestler or what i want to put it in what i actually listen to it
0: yeah
1: this is one that's fits the character
0: but it, it's one of those things too i believe it was austin that used to say is a great theme you can walk out to you can walk to yeah this is one of them
1: this is this is a very good with, for what? For what? He, I mean, for the purpose. Mm. Hey, where do you got JBL ranked?
0: Um, actually, we're gonna stop this and we can rank that because it's pretty much going back to his old theme too. Oh. so as far as uh, uh, uh goes, uh, JBL is fifty nine. You gotta be kidding me! Like I said, Dave, this is very subjective. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. obviously that's my
1: that's my ringtone is it yeah the wall street mail seems about right
0: seems about i love right.
1: it's my right i love that song
0: so being current product that it is i absolutely love this but i can't I, justly so i can't rank it high i 49 really, I, I was gonna I, yeah 49 50 just for argument purposes i'm gonna put i'd say right under brock at 49 just 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 because i want to say roman is under brock lesnar just for that fact
1: i think that for brock at 49 is pretty ridiculous
0: you think so he's at 48
1: when it when it play when his music plays you know here comes the pain yeah i mean as soon as it hits, the the arena goes nuts. That's true.
0: So a little peek behind the curtain. So we're in agreement. We can put him at forty nine. Forty nine.
1: Yeah. When you. Um. Hey, is the root theme the burlesque? The burlesque. Yes. Da, da, da. Okay.
0: That and that's why, because we, uh, him at thirty eight that's why he's higher
1: sexy boys at 42. I guess they all can't be top 10
0: well, we may see, have to- a little, so a little peek behind the curtain Justin and I actually talked about this i can't believe if remember if we talked about it on the show or if we've talked about it off the show but when this is when we get to 100 which we're getting close we're at with two more editions we're gonna be at 79 or one more edition we're be at 78 excuse me um what we're gonna do? So look forward to this, guys. Is you we're gonna put out all the lists. I don't know how I'll do it. I may just take screenshots and post the pictures. I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Is everybody? We're going to do an ultimate top ten list. D- or myself, we'll have you on, Dave. We'll okay. have Justin. All three of us will do an ultimate top lit ten list out of that hundred.
1: Let's do a round table let's do a round table we'll that's age
0: yeah.
1: and maybe we can get we can get somebody from their 20s their yeah. 30s yeah their 40s i'll represent the 50s
0: well because there's nobody else's and i don't know if we have any
1: 60 <laughs> year old fans
0: no that's a good idea dave that's but what i mean can, yeah
1: and maybe we could um uh, maybe we could get um you could send out the list and they could, we all could compile our top 10 and right. maybe put together our arguments and we'll all have a healthy debate yeah, and get sure. and see, and see if we can't get that top 10. I mean, cause let's face it.
0: Sexy boys, top 10 without well, going back up and looking. Sexy well, you, boys got to be top 10. You do realize the only reason that's so low is cause Justin doesn't like Shawn Michaels, right? <laughs> But that's that's pretty much the only reason <laughs> <laughs> and that and that and, and it was it was a hell of a lot to put hbk above owen hart i'm just telling you that that was i had to like sell it but um yeah it I couldn't tell you something. what owen
1: hart's i couldn't tell you what owen hart's theme
0: sounds like okay yeah i'll i'll play I'll google it throw it in your google machine dave Come i'll around. do it <laughs> um so our next that was actually from Adam from Bama. Uh, our next one comes from Eddie Prather. Um, he wanted uh, to add the Big Boss Man. If of Jimmy Hart thing. I think so. I'd be shocked if it's not Jimmy Hart. Well, it's either him or John, Jim Johnston. But I think it's Jimmy Hart. Yeah. So let me gonna bring this down because that's WWE copy. I mean, it I would. Like it, now.
1: it would probably be Jim Johnston, but it's, it's sure. It, yeah. It's got a strong Jimmy Hart
0: feel to it, though. Yeah.
1: That being said, number seventy-eight.
0: You think so?
1: Just to screw with Ed.
0: Oh okay. Oh okay. It goes higher. It goes higher. I'm just messing with Eddie. It don't so, go that high. No, I know. I would uh... like there, You think? Uh... Or you think it's higher? That's too high. Honestly, I'd only... put it.
1: I'd go. I'd put it like 36.
0: Okay, that's it. Well, just for argument purposes, because how about 35? Okay. Right above beefcake. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, that's what
1: I meant. Because I was thinking right below perfect. Oh, shoot. I wasn't gonna put him above perfect.
0: Oh no, no 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 I wasn't gonna go that high. Yeah. Um so boss man original because we know I we're not gonna get the other theme when he came back with the ministry, but just for argument purposes. But so, like I said, we're at 78 right now, guys, once we get to hundred, we're going to have to, we're going to, um, um, I lost my train. of thought we're going to be doing, like I said, that round table, we'll have to, you know, get, connect some loose ends to see who we're going to have on. I have a couple ideas right now, uh, between the three of us, myself, Dave and Justin, and, uh, probably, probably two other individuals to have on and have this round table, uh, discussion about it. Um, uh, whether it be, we can definitely do it as far as a, uh, extra episode. So or bonus, they should say, but Dave next first and foremost, thanks for taking time today coming on. Uh, and, uh, obviously it was your, it was that time of the month for some pond water, Dave. So, uh, regardless, <laughs> nice just to follow up we're both wrong it's
1: not jim johnson or jimmy hart it was actually composed by luther dixon and al smith
0: oh the bossman oh wow okay i guess we're both wrong that 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 never happens that we're both wrong
1: i n- never heard of either one of these fellas but yeah but that's good work by them oh yeah because so, I bet you that's we're probably the first people that have ever spoken their names in the same breath
0: as the greatness of Jimmy Hart or Jim Johnston. Right no exactly. And believe it Jim Johnston is new to Twitter I just saw. I got to go follow him. I, his
1: um I met him at, at the very first starcast mm-hmm. um, They asked me to take him take him and his lovely wife into the um, to show him where we were going to do the and I was calling him Mr. Johnston and he insisted that I call him Jim. And he's he such a nice man. And yeah. I think that, out of surprisingly, out of all the panels for StarCast One, that was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Just he was up there on his keyboard and, and, and with the, the Undertaker theme and explaining how he did, how he came about all the music. And he is an incredible, incredible
0: human being. I mean, I really thoroughly enjoyed my time with him without question. So like I said, without that being said, Dave, thanks for coming on. Is that time of month again? We're always, always thrilled to have you uh, with or without Justin. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get enough, uh, enough crap from him anyways, but anyways, regardless um, next week, we're going, it's going to be the first week of July, believe it or not. I can't believe it's almost July already. Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. So next month. We're going to have the month, July is the month of Bash at the Beach. So we're going to be going over every Bash at the Beach starting in 96 all the way to the end in 2000. So thought process behind that, Dave, that I had, and Justin tended to agree, was I wanted to get the first Bash at the Beach where Hogan... Turn that ultimate bad guy turn to see what the effects it had on wcw after that so good bad endeavor we're going to see it next month so but next week we're actually going to be going over the 1996 bash at the beach so everybody knows how iconic uh pay-per-view that was
1: so i'm going to be back for 99
0: yeah honestly honestly whenever whichever one you want to you want to come back on because I think we're looking at I gotta look at my schedule handy dandy ca- this calendar here because I don't uh uh whichever to be honest with you because we're looking that's not the one I wanted uh because we're looking because July is um one two it's four f- there's five five Fridays in July okay keep in mind so we're gonna have that extra we're gonna have that extra show which is going to be good because we're going to have five leading up to 96.
1: Well, I'll, I'll come 96. back as often, as often as you'll have me, I'll, I'll be glad to be here. So.
0: Well, as long as, as long as the uh, pond doesn't rise and the geek geese don't take, uh, take over the uh, uh, holiday in.
1: You know what I've learned about geese since I've been more aware of them lately. They suck. They do. I'm good. Next year, next year they won't be welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this year oh. all five. This year, five of the babies survived.
0: Well, oh, that, well, that's a good thing.
1: Last year, I watched them drop like flies, and only one of the one of the originals um, six made it. But mm. five of the eight made it this year, and mm-hmm. I mean they hatched right at Easter. Okay. And now the babies are. I mean, I have a hard time identifying the mom and dad from the babies. That's how fast they've grown. Oh wow! wow. And uh, they're not flying yet though, hmm. because when I was out there mowing the other day. They'd move away from where I was at, but then when I mowed around the back of the pond, they were back there, and they all ran from me. Mm-hmm. With and, then, and that's how I noticed how big they were. But uh, okay. so I'm 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 really I've learned a lot about geese. this, But next year, when they come when they show up to lay, I'm not going to allow it because <laughs> screw. I mean, it. well, they crap everywhere. Well, yeah, other geese. I mean, I've got 18 acres. My patio is a thousand square feet, and they're managing to find out that how they're they're coming up and crapping on the only concrete on the on the property, and then in my driveway too. So next year I'm gonna. Plus, I got a granddaughter that we, we they like to take her down there by the pond when they when they come to fish, and yeah, I don't want her having to to dodge all that too. So.
0: Geese, he can have, uh, I think they make it uh, geese-begone at geese-r-us.
1: <laughs> you can't shoot them. No, It's illegal to shoot them here.
0: It's, it's all over. Same thing up here, too, because we get a lot of them up here, too. My, my son loves geese, believe it or not. He actually called, because we have a po- uh, pond up, uh, up the road here, and we get all the, he calls all the, since he was little, he calls all the baby geese fuzzies, because they're all fuzzy.
1: I, I like watching them. I really do. Yeah. Um, my issue has become the mess that they're making.
0: Well, they too, and they're dicks. That's why.
1: Well, I, they run from <laughs> me most of the time, and I think well, the man. I think the day that they went, he came after me. I think there might have been the the shiny belt. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I can come up with because, I mean, now that it's happened, I ain't gonna lie to you. I've I've tried to get him to come at me again, and yeah. I've gone out there a few times, and they just run from me. So without taking another belt out there to test the theory. That's the only time that, that that he's ever come at me. Yeah. I mean, even when the eggs were, even when the eggs were in the nest, I'd go out there and, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I might honk a little bit, but I've never had them an issue until then. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Me and Conrad had a issue the same week.
0: <laughs> it's kind of ironic. I think they knew they, they know, they, they know you're kind of big deals. So, um, But next week, like I said, we're going over starting the Bash of the Beach. Hit us up on Twitter at underscore Ringside Rant or simply go over to castby.com slash Ringside Rant. All our platforms are there, including Shining Wizards Wrestling Network, full press coverage, and the Wrestling With Johnners Network. So thank you to all three of you uh, for for allowing us to be on your networks. Dave, I hope people can get a hold of you, man. Uh, I'm Palmwater Dave on Twitter, at Palmwater Dave. Bing, bang, boom. Short, simple, to the point. Go get your, go get your pond water, go get your shirts. Make sure you don't piss off the geese or you're going to end up like pond water days. And thank you. We'll see you right back here in Ranters nation next week.